Hey there, my name is Allie Robinson. I am a certified personal trainer and running coach, and I am here to love, support, and guide you through this amazing journey to crushing your goals. We will talk about all things running, racing, strength training, nutrition, and weight loss without forgetting the real talk like mental health and motherhood. It's like a coffee date with your bestie, except I have the credentials, personal experience, and client testimonials to back it all up. So grab your favorite water bottle, put on your headphones, start your workout, and join me for something wonderful. You've heard that running is a mental sport, right? So why are we not training our brains as much as we are logging our miles? When things get hard during a race, when you feel like quitting, when accomplishing your big goal is just out of reach, you will be so glad that you took the time to work on your mindset, which is why today's episode is being sponsored by the Run Your Mind journal that I created just for runners like you. It is available right now on Amazon. The link is in the show notes and you can start working on your mindset and support our podcast. You will be so glad that you took the time to go through all the goal trackers, activities, and thought-provoking journal prompts that will help you unlock your potential as you dive into the depths of what makes you tick as an athlete. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode. Today's running term of the day is cadence. Now, cadence is your how fast your legs are turning over when you are running. So think steps per minute. How many times are your feet hitting the ground over the course of one minute when you are running? That is your cadence. And sometimes cadence can get mixed up with your stride. Your stride is actually the length of your steps. So cadence and stride are two very different things. Um, But together, right, when you're looking at the length of your, your steps and how fast your foot turnover is while you're running, that really equals your speed. So they both work together for our overall running performance. Now, there is no perfect cadence. I know there used to be this belief that everybody should have a 180 running cadence, and that is just simply not true. You hear me say all the time, we are not a one-size-fits-all society. So to believe that there would be this perfect cadence for all of us is simply ridiculous. And luckily, new studies have shown that there are so many variables into what a person's optimal running cadence actually is. Uh, For example, taller runners are going to have typically a slower cadence because they are taking much longer strides. Whereas I'm over here at five foot tall and I tend to have a much faster turnover to make up for my short little legs. 
So I do plan on making an entire episode all about cadence, stride, running form, speed, and how that all correlates. But for now, I just want you to be familiar with the word cadence. So if you see it in the running world or let's say in the data area of your Garmin app, you know what it means. But in the most basic sense, it is steps per minute. Now, Cadence is something that I want you to be aware of, but it's something that you don't need to be overly concerned about right now. It's something that we typically only discuss with the more advanced uh, level runners, um, or if you've had a lot of issues with your running form or reoccurring injury, at that point, we might look at your stride rate and cadence uh, to just dial in some things to see what is going on, whether you want to push to be more efficient or we are trying to minimize injury. So those are just a couple of things that uh you know, you should know about cadence, but let's go ahead and move on to today's topic. I'm really excited for this episode because today I am going to be talking about the things that I wish I knew when I started running. And I don't just mean like which shoes to wear or how to follow a training plan. Um, you know, all of that is important too, but There were some real lessons that I had to learn along the way in my journey, and that is really what I want to talk about here. So lesson number one is that, again, you know, I say one size fits all. There is no one size fits all product for running. When it goes to shoes and clothes and fuel and socks and watches, there's just so many options. If you've ever walked into a running store, you may be immediately overwhelmed by just all the different things that you may or may not have known even existed for runners. And I can tell you out of all of my clients that I have, no two runners wear the same shoe and sock combination. No two runners prefer to consume the same racing fuel. Uh, No two runners uh, have the same running watch or headphones. Everybody has their own particular tastes and needs for their running. So you can't really go into a Facebook group and crowdsource, you know, what is the best X, Y, Z, right? What is the best running shoes? What is the best, um, you know, running socks? Because you will literally find a hundred different answers. And just because something worked for somebody else, doesn't mean that it's going to work for you. And that makes my job as a coach incredibly frustrating because I wish that someone could come to me and just say, hey, Allie, what are the best shoes? What is the best racing fuel? Um, You know, tell me what the best thing is. And I just wish I could give them a very straightforward answer of this is the best option. Um, This is what you need. 
unfortunately, running is a very personal journey. And unfortunately, when it comes to a personal journey, that does take a little trial and error. And running products are really expensive. Uh, Whoever said that running is cheaper than therapy obviously wasn't a runner. So these things can add up. Shoes are expensive. Socks are pricey. It would be so much easier to go to Target and buy a super value pack of socks and call it a day. But some people do need very specific socks for running. Uh, We have different preferences for earphones and earbuds that are waterproof and will stay in your ears and have great sound quality. You know, there's so many different things that we might want to invest in as runners. So I really encourage you to do your own research. Um, You know, look at the products based on your needs and preferences. I completely understand that it would be so much easier to go online and say what is the best XYZ and to just find an easy answer. But it's going to be so much better for you and your wallet to not have to do so much trial and error by really narrowing in on your research, learn the pros and cons of different products, you know, figuring out what you need. And that doesn't mean that the first product that you purchase is going to be perfect. Yes, we can go into running stores and get fitted for a pair of shoes. Um, But I can tell you, I feel like I went through many pairs of running shoes before I found my perfect and prepared preferred pair of running shoes. So don't get frustrated if the first thing that you get isn't going to be your long-term solution. Of course, always see what the return policies are on these running products that you are purchasing, whether you are getting them online or at a running store. Um, And know that, you know, this is a journey right? Yes, we want to to not buy things that don't work for us, right? But this is a journey. And unfortunately, uh, every runner I have ever talked to that has been doing this for a while has gone through the same thing of, you know, trying out different products to see what works for them. As a coach, again, I wish I just had an easy answer for you. But as you are on this running journey, um, you know, especially me when I was just getting started, I wish someone really explained this to me, that it is a personal journey and it will take just a little trial and error to figure out. The second thing is that... I wish someone had told me that running never gets easier. And I know how supportive and wonderful the running community is, right? Runners tend to be the most wonderful, supportive people I have ever met in my entire life. But they tend to say things like, oh, it gets easier. Just stick with it. It gets easier. But the truth is, is that running never actually gets easier easier. You just get stronger and your goals just get bigger. When I started running, I think I had it in my head that one day running would be magically easy 
because you see these elite runners and they just look like these gorgeous gazelles when they run and they make it look so easy that it, it has to be easy for as good as they make it look and throughout my running journey running just never felt easy you know yes I improved I got faster I got stronger but it just it never felt the way that I assumed that these elite athletes were feeling and it really made me stop and realize that running just does not get easier especially when your goals get bigger because I can tell you that a 40-minute 5K is just as difficult as a 25-minute 5K, depending on where you are in your journey. Yes, they might be hard and challenging in different ways, but when you're going out and running a race, it's never easy, no matter what your time is. You get stronger, your cardiovascular system improves, your stamina increases, you get faster, you can go further, you learn how to take better care of your body, you learn more like mindset tips and tricks and mantras that make the experience of running maybe more comfortable or more tolerable, but it never gets easy. So just keep that in the back of your mind as you are on this journey. You are a runner because you like a challenge. And you have to keep that mentality of seeking challenge, seeing what you can do, what your potential is. And if we keep the mentality of you know, fighting for this new challenge, then we don't ever have to get stuck in that frustration of this is hard because running is hard, but you're pretty darn tough. The third thing that I wish I knew is that running involves so much more than just running. I thought that running was just about putting on some sneakers and heading out the front door for a run. And (laughs) that's just unfortunately not how it works because there's a lot that goes into running. I mean, when I first started running, it literally changed my entire life because it was so much more than running. You know, it really took time management and self-discipline and organization to have time to do those runs. It wasn't just the the time dedicated to the workouts, but also finding time to stretch and foam roll and cross train and even getting extra sleep so I could be well rested for my runs. You know, it took time and effort to plan these things out. And, uh, you know, it really, it really made me a better person. It made me a more responsible person because of these changes that I was having to make. It made me a healthier person because when if I wanted to run and I wanted to do all of these things, then I had to keep my body properly fueled and I had to stay on top of my hydration. I really had to make sure that I was taking care of my body or I was not going to be able to perform the way I wanted to because 
your performance and the way you, uh, you know, the way your races go have so much more to do with the things that you are doing between your runs than just looking at all of your your workouts. So really keep that in mind. Um, you know, when signing up for a race or starting this running journey, that there is a lot that goes into being a runner. But I can tell you that I have only seen positive changes in my life by running becoming a huge part of who I am. Number four is I wish that I knew that you didn't have to love running every single day in order to love running. And I know that sounds really silly because if you're a runner, you should just love running. You should just like jump out of bed and not be able to wait for your next run. And yeah, there are days, there are days when I love running and I love being a runner and I look forward to my next run. But there are days that I completely dread it. And I'm like, why the heck did I pick this up as a hobby? Why couldn't I enjoy painting or crocheting or, um, you know, something that didn't involve waking up at five o'clock in the morning? But you can still love running without loving to run every day. I kind of think about the fact that I love pizza. I love pizza, but if I had pizza four to five times per week, I probably wouldn't enjoy it and treasure it as much as I do. So for most of us, if we're running three to five times per week, it's natural to assume that some days are just going to be crappy. You know, the weather might be bad, your legs feel heavy, you didn't get enough sleep, you'd rather push snooze and stay in bed, and that is okay. It doesn't make you any less of a runner. It doesn't mean that you don't love running just because some days it might turn into a little bit of a chore. I'm a running coach, you guys. I have literally dedicated my entire life to running. And yes, sometimes running, even to me, can feel like a chore. And that is okay because I still love running. And like I said earlier, I couldn't imagine running not being a part of my life because of all the the wonderful and positive changes and impacts that running has had on my life. So don't beat yourself up when there is a bad run or you feel off or you feel like you would just rather walk it out because I completely understand. All right. You are still a runner. You are still going to have great runs in the future. One bad run doesn't mean anything because we are chasing goals. You know, those training runs are a part of the journey. But most of us want to run a marathon. We want to run those 26.2 miles. We want to run that half marathon. We want to cross that finish line. That's what's driving us forward. So on those days when those runs feel hard, I want you to think about what you are working towards and remind yourself why you are doing this. 
because I do love running. I love the feeling of chasing a goal. I love the feeling of a runner's high for those very few times I've actually experienced a runner's high. I love the way that my lungs burn and my muscles ache when I'm doing a really awesome speed work session. I love the feeling of crossing a finish line and having a medal around my neck. And I love looking back on my journey and seeing all the progress I've made. There's so many things that I really do love about running that I'm not going to let all of those wonderful things be overshadowed by one bad day or one bad mood of me going, gosh, why am I doing this to myself? The fifth and final thing that I wish I knew when I started running was to listen to your body. In the beginning, I was so excited to reach these goals that I really, I really ignored my body. And especially as a mom, we don't get rest days, right? If we are sick, we still have to take the kids to school and we still have to make dinner and make sure everybody is fed. We are very good at ignoring our body, and not listening to it when it says that we need to rest or that there are aches and pains because we are just so used to kind of powering through things. And when I first started my running journey, I powered through a lot of things I probably shouldn't have. I got a lot of injuries because I was saying, oh, you know, it's just a it's just a little knee pain. It, it's OK. I'll, I'll do my run. And that little knee pain suddenly turned into a much bigger issue. And. I definitely do not want that for you. So the biggest thing is that we have to listen to our bodies when it is whispering so you don't have to hear it scream. Aches and I I think of like aches and pains are, are not a bad thing. Okay, I know that we never want to be in discomfort, but Aches and pains are not a bad thing because they are a warning sign. It is our body warning us that, hey, you know what? Something is off. Something needs rest. Something needs to have a little bit more TLC. And when we can listen to our body and give our body what it needs, then it can have the time to rest and adapt to this level of activity that we are doing. It gives our body a chance to heal itself so it doesn't turn into a more serious issue. So when you feel those annoying little nagging pains, when it's achy and bothering you, but it's just not blatant in your face painful, it doesn't mean that you should continue to run and push through Because, again, it can turn from just a little inflammation to a full-blown injury if you're not careful. And I'm not trying to scare you. Because running will always be uncomfortable, but it should never be painful. And that's really why I say that we have to listen to our bodies when it is whispering. Because it might be a little hard to hear what your body is trying to tell you. But I can tell you that it is always better to be on the side of caution. 
you know, when we listen to our bodies, when we listen to those warnings, we can take care of those minor little issues. We can give our body the extra rest day. We can ice to reduce inflammation. We can stretch to relieve tightness. We can spend, you know, more time warming up or, you know, we can dial it back and and walk instead of run. We can give our body the time that it needs to repair. And yes, these things might set you back a day or two, you know, even max a week, right? When we listen to these little things in our body, it might set us back for a little bit. But that is so much better than pushing through and creating an injury that is going to sideline you for weeks or months, Last year was an absolute crazy year for me. Um, I had so many races on the calendar, so many uh, really long and intense races where I was competing. And I was very worried about my body being able to handle that season. And yet I went all racing season without a single injury. And that doesn't mean that I didn't have little aches and pains that came up, but I listened to those warning signs. I know after one of my races, I had a lot of calf tightness and hamstring discomfort. And it it was really at the point that I was even saying like, Allie, like you can push through this, like you can do this. But that coach inside of me was saying, no, you know, listen to your body. Let's give it a rest. And I spent the week walking and doing low impact cardio, like uh, stationary cycling. And you know what? In a week, I was back to my normal hard training and kicking butt and doing all the things. And there's no way I would have pulled off all I would have been able to pull off all of those ultras and marathons and Spartan races if I wouldn't have listened to what my body needed. So those are the five things that I really wish I knew when I started running. That running products are not a one-size-fits-all. It's a very personal journey for finding the products that work for you. Two, running never gets easier. You just get stronger and those goals just get bigger. Three, that running involves so much more than just the actual workout itself. Four, you don't have to love running every single day in order to love running and being a runner and lastly, of course, listen to your body. So that is it for me today, you guys. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, and I will talk to you guys very soon. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Something Wonderful podcast. To show your support for the show, please take a moment to rate and review wherever you are listening to your episodes. You can follow me on Instagram at something underscore wonderful. And you can even join my free Facebook group, Weight Loss for Runners. 
And remember, my friends, until next time, you are something wonderful.